What is up, Conscious Monkeys? Welcome back to another episode of Traveling to Consciousness. As always, you guessed it, I'm Clayton. And today, we are talking about another very powerful Indigo education lesson. And quite frankly, this honestly might be the lesson of lessons. Like, this might be the idea of ideas. We're getting pretty meta, meta on this one. And, and it's really going to be breaking down how we can truly learn. And how it is that we truly learn in our life. And this is going to be the difference between experience versus reading. Traveling to Consciousness. Exploring spiritual journeys to find answers in uncertainty. So, I know there is a lot of energy. I know there is a lot of pressure. I know there are a lot of people who we look up to, I look up to as well, who talk about how much they read. I read 100 books in a year. I've read three books last month. Next month, I want to read five. The more books I read, the better. But a question we need to ask ourselves is, is this truly the best way to learn? Now, with that being said, I do believe that the only way we can get true knowledge of the past, well, there's two ways, but the one main way and a very important way is through reading. So I want to put that to the side. History is a little bit of a different tangent, but I'm talking about knowledge. I'm talking about knowledge that you want to use and apply in your everyday life. The knowledge that I've been talking about on these last few Indigo podcasts, if you will. And this was a tricky one for me to fully grasp this idea of experience versus reading. So let me at least break this down. There may be a way that you might be able to understand. So I want you to think of something that you're very good at. Think of something that you're in the top 1% of in the world. And if you sit here and say, oh, I'm not, I'm, I'm this, I'm that, it's not it's not true. I know that in your heart of hearts, you know that there is something which you are in the top 1% of in the world. And here's the deal. Okay. Maybe you're not. All right. If, if you actually, actually aren't, if you're listening to this and maybe you're still in high school or something and you're still developing skill sets. I mean, we all are. <clears throat> Think of any experience you've ever had that had a very uh, impactful, was a very impactful event for you, right? Maybe it could be positive, it could be negative. I guess I suggest positive because of what, I don't know, that's what we're talking about. But but whatever whatever experience you want to discuss. So, okay, so now you have it picked. You have a, an experience or you have just something you're good at. Maybe it's coding, maybe it's... Um, coding is actually a really good example which we could use but maybe it's pottery right and you want to maybe it's hypnosis and you want to write a book about this experience or this thing that you're able to do i want you to take a second and think how much of that information could you truly put into a book whatever it is whatever experience you've had whatever you've created how much of that event could you truly put into a book maybe five percent maybe ten percent 
maybe if we get crazy, maybe you can put 20% of that experience into a book. Maybe. And I'd be crazy impressed if you could actually fit about 20%. And now someone comes along and reads that book, which only has 20% of that experience, which you are considered to be the top of the top of, right? You read and they read it. I promise you that they will not retain 100% of that information. Far, far less. They'll be lucky, I think, if they retain 10%, right? But let's go crazy here, right? Crazy again and say they retain 20% of the information. So you wrote a book, put in 20% of the information. They read that book, put in 20%, and they got 20% out of it. They are now down to only 4% of the information that occurred in that actual experience. That's how much they retained is 4%. 4%. There is no way for someone to fully embody an idea, fully comprehend what is occurring by just reading a book. And this is why and we'll go into a little bit deeper dive into this, but this is why experience is the supreme, the supreme path of knowledge, if you will. And I think I'm going to coin that, that this analogy is like the 2024% principle. Okay. Cause 2024, huh? Yeah. That sounds like 2024. Oh, it is 2024. Okay. That kind of tripped me out there for a sec. <laughs> I would have never experienced that had I not made this podcast about experience either. (laughs) Okay, but experience is the superior path, right? Because like, how can you put into something the emotions, the energy that you feel whenever explaining something? Like, what's what's the book, The Power of Now? We've talked about it so much on this podcast. He gives you frameworks and tools to get you into that mindset of the power of now. And again, it's just a fraction of the true beauty once you start practicing and experiencing it for yourself. The most powerful things in that book are not any words that he could put in, but yet the tools that he gives you in order to become present. I think the most important one that I've talked about all the time is just staring at a tree and trying to inspect every little detail of that tree. That is probably one of the only things, if I read back and reread the book, I'd probably remember other stuff. But as of this moment, that is the only thing that I remember reading from that book. And it's so powerful. But it's because the reason I remember it is because I've done it. I went out and just tried to connect directly with a tree. And this is how, to bring this full circle, the experience is far more powerful than any book that you're going to read. And I, and, and, and this can be difficult. I've read over a hundred books in my life. And some of the things that I've experienced have taught me far more than any of the books. And quite frankly, this is actually very fascinating. There was an instance in India and, and quite frankly, my trip to India proved this beyond a doubt for me. Right? So here's, what's also interesting, right? Is if you're kind of pushing back against this, It's likely that you have only read books thinking that that was going to bring you knowledge and yet have not fully opened up your mind to experiencing the world around you in order to experience that knowledge. 
And while we're sitting here on the idea of spirit experience, if you've had a thought that has been interesting to you, I want you to share this podcast with someone. Experience that. Experience what it's like to share a podcast with somebody. <laughs> That's a very good experience for someone to have. <laughs> but but going back, let me let me pull up uh, this story from my time in India, and it's it's a little difficult. Let me see how I wanna how I'm gonna break this down. So the meditation. A part of, I guess we've, we talked in the last podcast. Actually, this is a great follow-up. Wow. I'm being led here by a divine source. Thank you. So in the last podcast, we talked about Jesus and picturing him in the king's chair. If you haven't listened to that podcast, go listen to that because it's very important, but it's not necessary in order to listen to this podcast. So in envisioning Jesus in this king's, the throne chair in the king's position, I did this meditation and I did it every morning where I'd envision that energy, his left foot going into my left foot, his energy of his left calf going into my left calf, his left knee going into my left knee. And I did this over and over again, every single morning for like, well, I guess I still do it. So I've been doing it for like a month and a half now. First of all, very powerful. And we can talk about that a little bit later. Not sure. Actually, yeah, you could do that right now. I'll let me finish that. Actually, I'll finish telling you the meditation because yeah, it's actually very powerful. So what you do is you turn on, um, some Jesus songs and actually I'll put a playlist down below. Let me pull that up right now because this is a super dope playlist. It's called King Jesus songs. Um, I have it made it on Spotify. So go listen to that. And what you're going to do is here's what you're going to do. Actually, let me delete this one song because I figured out uh, the other day when I was listening to it, it's not good. Okay. So I have vetted these songs, <laughs> which is important. So I'm listening to these, this, these Christian Jesus songs, if you will, because it's important that, you know, these, uh, they get, don't get mixed with those negative energies that we talked about in the last podcast. So I'm listening to these songs. I'm envisioning Jesus's foot becoming my foot, his calf, my calf, his knee, my knee, et cetera, et cetera, all the way up the body. And here's, I guess here's the full way that you can do this. What I started envisioning the next day was me kind of like wiping my hand over his foot and the energy, just like a ball of energy. And I would take that energy and I'd put it into my foot. And then I take his calf, put it into my calf, take his knee, put it into my knee. And here's to finish the whole process. You do it to the thigh. You do it to your sexual region. You do it to your stomach. You do it to your chest, your hand, your shoulder, your neck, your mouth, your nose, your eyes, your ears, your forehead. And then you restart the process and do it on the other side of the body. So then it's foot, calf, knee, thigh, sexual part, stomach, chest, hand, shoulder, throat, mouth, nose, other eye, other ear, forehead. Okay, that's the process. That's the whole meditation. Take your time. Don't rush it. But back to the story. So I would wipe his foot, right? And it would be this ball of energy. And I would take that energy. I put it into my foot. When I'd wipe the energy, I would examine it. And the first time I saw it, it was kind of like this interesting white color. It's kind of like a creamy white. The next day, I did it again. But the color was kind of like this bluish color. And also... Just so you guys know, I am seeing all of this within my third eye, within my 
internal third eye visualization. And I'm not forcing the color. It's just what it feels like. The next day, it becomes blue, but with like these specks of gold throughout it. I'm like, this is kind of getting interesting. Like, what what's happening here? Then it becomes all gold the next day. I'm like, this is getting kind of freaky. Like, this is, but it felt good. It felt very powerful. It felt very resonant. And then the next day, it was gold with like specks of crystal. It's kind of hard to explain. I know, but it was like this fluid gold with crystal in it. And then the day after that, it was pure crystal. And it was magnifying. Like, I highly recommend you guys do this. You can do it in like 15 to 20 minutes if you want. It's a great meditation to do. But you do this thinking of King Jesus, right? Not the other other version, which is trapped. Oh, that's crazy. I just saw the word trapped on my screen. Um, <laughs> so why do I bring this up? And how does this relate to experience versus reading? So the next day, um, actually maybe it was a couple days after this, I go to uh, somebody's house in India who is a very, very well-known, is a very well-known Indian uh, mystic teacher. And he's, uh, what's it called? Uh, prana, prana, pranic, pranic healer. He's a very well-known pranic healer. Beautiful house, amazing energy. And I'm telling him, I'm actually telling his son about what I experienced. You know, my guru said, oh, tell him about the, the Jesus thing. And so I walked him through it. I was like, I, I experienced this blue and then I experienced this like blue and gold and then it was gold and then it was gold and crystal. And he's like, oh, whoa, that's crazy. Takes me upstairs, opens this book and shows me in this book how the stages of... Uh, I don't, I don't know how to describe it. I don't remember what the words were, but how this, this transition from like a creamy white to blue, to blue and gold, to gold, to golden crystal to crystal is like actually a set out process in pranic healing of divine energy. It's actually like a purification of energy. That's like the pattern of it. And I'm kind of shocked for two reasons. Number one, I'm looking at this and I'm like, Wow. So what I experienced, I wasn't making it up in my head. I wasn't creating this illusion of it being blue and then it being blue and gold. Like I didn't project that, right? Because if you close your eyes, you can create just about any visualization you want to. But I guess I like I felt like I wasn't creating it. Like maybe I was creating it, but I wasn't like forcing it to be created in this pattern. Like here was physical world evidence that what I experienced was actually occurring. I hope that makes sense. But number two, and, and this is actually by far the most important piece of this. So if you get anything else from this podcast, this is the most important piece. The pictures in that book that I was reading did not fully encapsulate what I saw and felt when I was experiencing that energy flowing into my body. The pictures that I was seeing was just blue, was just gold, was just white. But what I experienced was far more deeper, far more richer, 
far more of a complex color than what this book or quite frankly any book could possibly put into a book and it was in this moment looking at this thing that was accurate but not exactly I completely understood what my guru meant whenever he initially told me two months before this that reading is not as powerful as experience because I know I was there I was in the mindset of I gotta read we gotta read reading is great read more read this but you only understand or can grab four percent like maximum too right like that was an exaggeration 4% is like the max of the max you can get from a book. So on average, people are probably only pulling 2% of what they read from a book. And in my opinion, that's a waste of time. Now, of course, if it's a story or if it's based on history, that's different. But if you're trying to find knowledge, you're trying to find spiritual knowledge, it seems to me it's one of those things that you can only experience. And you need to be in the presence, I I mean, in my opinion, of a true master. Because it seems to me, and I've noticed this again through experience, that there has been some duping that has occurred within the spirituality community. I know one of those dupings is to forgo money, to let go of the material world, which that deserves a whole podcast on its own. Maybe that's a little, maybe that's a little teaser. Maybe that'll be the next week's podcast or Thursday's podcast. But the reason I bring up the, all this up is that reading is so, so limited. You become this, I don't know, passive consumer. Like you're just, you're just passively consuming this knowledge. You're not an active participant in the world. And I guess the same exact corollary could be said with not obtaining money to become spiritual because you're not actively, you're being a passive consumer of life. You're not actively leaving your imprint that you want on life that you want to create. And that's so important. Because one of the most spiritual things people can do is actively create the reality that they want to create. Mother Nature is a creator. If you want to be spiritual, you want to be connected with Mother Nature, you need to be a creator. You've got to create stuff. You have to be an active participant. That feels like it deserves a whole podcast on its own. But hopefully this also leads us into how it's kind of like more experimental learning. You ever, you know, like a chemical reaction, right? You can read about it in a book. You can do all this stuff. But once you pour the chemicals in and see it take over, that's when the true knowledge happens. That's when you truly get immersed in the process. And this is also, I've kind of noticed, and I brought it up briefly with programming. You can read all the programming books in the world, but if you never type, if you never put your fingers on a keyboard, you are not a programmer. You are not programming. You don't know how to program. You sit down to do your first program. You could read every book, right? You could get a PhD in programming and just by reading books and never write a piece of code. Well, you can't actually do that. Maybe you could now. But if you actually did that, you would not be a good programmer. Just plain and simple. And on top of that, think about the experience that you're writing that you plan to write how much more engaging was that versus the actual experience you had right to me to me i find that it's just 
miles apart, just a miles apart, just completely different. And of course, with that being said, and this is probably a good caveat to end this on, is that I think it is important to at least find a balance between the the books and the experience, right? Because even in my story, the book validated my experience, right? It was something someone else talked about and they validated it. Now, of course, if you're in the presence of a guru, of a master, they can validate that for you. So it's not necessary. But with that being said, it's always good to get more data. So balance it. Where experience is like 80% and books is 20%. <laughs> that type of balance. But in all seriousness, I mean, the experience to me, I've just seen so much that just makes so much sense to me that it it's just, you have to be in the presence of people who are doing it. And something that you could probably take away from this, if nothing else, if you're not on a spiritual journey, I mean, I guess we all are at some extent, but if you are, is to be around people who are, doing the things you want to do because those are the people who are going to show you and you'll be able to experience how they do the things you want to do. You could write a, read a book by them, if read a book by them if you would like, but it's not going to give you everything. So with that being said, if you're listening on Spotify, I want you to drop a comment. Tell me about the experience that you were thinking of throughout this. Was it something you were doing? Is it a moment that you had? Drop that comment below And I'd really also appreciate if you guys shared this with someone because this is the most important knowledge that nobody's talking about. At least I don't know anybody talking about it. If you know somebody talking about it, let me know because I'd like to talk to them about it. But I definitely know that if we don't talk about it now, we'll certainly talk about it whenever we see each other in the sixth dimension. 